0: Welcome to my podcast, NYC Gal Out, about a New York City gal who is out and about, a podcast dedicated to entertainment news and pop culture headlines. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, let's get into it.
1: please Lisa. Hey, Lindsey, How are you?
0: Hold on, Oh, girl. Well, that's
1: just like... sad. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you?
0: I could be better. I'm in my kitchen. Hold on. You, you hear the um, my washing machine, my dishwasher is going in the background. So oh, let I me have... get, yeah, let me get my coffee so yeah, I can move back into my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. No worries. I'm getting my coffee too.
1: Perfect.
0: Girl, it's cold. It's cold. <laughs>
1: I know it's cold and rainy here too. I hate it.
0: it well, it's not. It's not raining, but it is cold. Um, it's like the the freaking. I don't know. The temperature's like thirty nine or forty or something. Ugh. I I gotta look. But yeah, it's freaking freezing, and my my little boy, he was like, "Mommy, is it time for school yet?" And it was like five thirty in the morning. I'm like, "No, it's not time for school yet. Go back to sleep. What the hell are you doing?" So he was, um, he was, yeah, he was up at five this
1: morning too. I'm like, "What are you doing? We have another hour." Please
0: go back to school. <laughs> yes and then um uh, well he he was sick last week and he only went to school one day last week which was thursday um and then he he like he really wanted to go to school though and i'm like you can't you're sick I don't know there's like means. nothing worse i i don't know like i i definitely i definitely understand it when you know there are um there are parents especially moms that are in situations where school really is like a lifesaver for them you know they can't afford daycare they can't afford to stay home with Mm -hmm. their kids so it's like i really feel for those moms who you know unfortunately they have to send their kids to school even when they're sick and stuff so i i try to be so I try to be mindful of that. I, I am very fortunate that, you know, when my son, well, not just my son, but I'm very fortunate when my children are sick that I'm able to keep them at home. But I, I am very conscientious of the fact that there are a lot of parents out there who don't have that luxury. Um, so so I, I try to be a little understanding of that because I'm just like, oh, man, <laughs> I know somebody coughed or sneezed on my little boy, and now he's.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean honestly, like you can't judge the moms that are dropping like their sick child off at daycare because trust me, they would love to be at home with their day. You know, yeah. And and before, like I had this job when I first had Gianna, and I was working back at the dentist office. That was Mm -hmm. me. Like, do I take my baby to daycare? Do I stay home? Yeah. We have to work two days this week. Everyone at work hates me because I've been on maternity leave, and now I'm back. And now all I do. Call off because my baby's sick, and it's just a lot of pressure. I
0: feel it like it is. On moms. Yeah, it is. So, I, I am definitely very conscientious of how fortunate I am. And then, of course, because my, my little boy was home sick last week and he was coughing and sneezing on his little sister. Now my baby's sick. Yeah, so he's been coughing and sneezing on his little sister. My baby's sick. I have to take her to uh, the pediatrician later on today. I mean, she's going to tell me the same thing that my father-in-law already told me, but you know, I still want to just make sure. I mean, that is the great thing. We, We do have a pediatrician in the family and I know nobody's going to Love my children. Yeah, like nobody's going <laughs> to love my children more than Opa. So, Aww, um, yeah. Awesome. So we we got a hold of Opa yesterday in Ohio. Just so I'm like, I'm like, where is in Ohio? Ohio?
1: <laughs> where in Ohio?
0: He's in Cincinnati. Um, I'm oh, not going to okay. shout him out. Yeah, I don't want to shout him out because I, oh, okay. I don't want a bunch of, like, freaking lunatics calling his office or anything. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so my my um, my father-in-law is a pediatrician in Cincinnati. So uh, we, we call him Opa, though. Well, not me, but the children call him <laughs> Opa. So, yeah, so yesterday we had a call opa so he could tell us what was going on because it it, that is like the worst thing it's sunday right so it's the weekend it's like what do you do do you want to take your kids to the emergency room where there's like full of like sick people and then you're waiting there five hours for like some 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 someone to be like oh no it's yeah just it's a fever just just give them some Tylenol it's like well what the fuck did I stay here for five (laughs) hours for (laughs) yeah
1: and like expose yourself and your child to whatever just came through that waiting room before you and while you were in there
0: and just to have somebody be like oh yeah just give them some Tylenol (laughs) yeah
1: yeah that's how they used to do me all the time when my baby was sick because she was like you know in daycare and she was little little so she was like sick every two weeks I remember her first winter we were like at the doctors and they hated me I know, they, know they, were, they would never do anything and I would just look at them like I can't go home to my fiance and tell them him again that you guys would be <laughs> please give me something to take
0: yes all right girls so um let's get into Roni oh by the way um Roni's coming to an end are you going to be able yes, to yes Thursdays are fine okay all right yeah um, yeah, cause girl, Beverly Hills looks crazy.
1: Beverly Hills trends <laughs> a lot. Like they said, um, I don't know if you're going to cut this part out or not.
0: Okay.
1: Um, are you cutting this out or no? no? Yes. Do you
0: want me to? Yeah. No, if you, you don't have to. to. I just, but okay. I'll tell
1: you later about, I was going to tell you something about Beverly Hills, but I'm going to tell you afterwards.
0: Okay, sure. Okay. okay, but let's get okay. So let's get to Roni. Uh, yesterday yeah. was the season finale. What did you think of it? And girl, I I told you last episode there was something about Saw that I didn't like, <laughs> because I understand she had a very bad upbringing, a shitty childhood. Her mom passed away. Her mom was an alcoholic. I understand all that. And I said, but you know, bryn had a very similar childhood. Yet they seem completely different. And I said there was something about Sa that just comes off very low class and ghetto. I never said it. I called her ghetto, which, by the way, we're going to get into that (laughs) a little bit. So, (laughs) yes, girl, you know, we have, you know, we have the fans and we have the haters. But look, I I'm not going to I'm not going to just mention the fans of, of course, you know, we're going to have haters, too. So I'm not going to be like one of those person like, oh, yeah, everybody that listens to us loves us. Which, by the way, the majority of people who listen to us does love us, but I'm kind of curious like, why people who don't necessarily like what we're saying, like, why are they listening? You, you know how like <laughs> David is always like going on his podcast and talking about all the haters that want to come after him? And I always think... Is he exaggerating? Because I used to think like, well, that doesn't I make know. sense. Like and I used to think to myself, that doesn't make sense. Why would haters listen to him? If like, Because some of these episodes are like an hour long. So I'm thinking, why would somebody stay on their phone, on their radio, on their computer, on their tablet, whatever, and listen for an hour to someone that they don't like? And I used to think, well, David's probably like... Just talking shit, no, girl. Like I totally get it, David Yontif. Now I understand what you're saying. <laughs> like yeah. there will be, yeah. <laughs> there will legit be people who like don't necessarily like you, haters, not fans, and whatever. And girl, they'll actually sit there and listen to the podcast. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> yeah. No, you're
1: 100%. I know exactly what you're saying. When you, before you start like podcasting and influencing and you hear other people say that, you're like, that can't be true. That doesn't, like you said, that doesn't even make any
0: sense. Why would you waste an hour? Yeah. You're like, why would you waste an hour listening?
1: (laughs) Well, like I noticed on my lives, actually one of my fans pointed it out. They were like, you know, you have like 130 people in your live, but you only get 30 likes. Like, so that's what are you not talking a direct about? ratio what? to like, if you're like doing a live and you have oh, 120 you people in your room, 120 people and you're like saying hit the like button and only 30 people hit the like button, what are the other 90 people? Like they don't, are they, they don't like you? They're just listening to get your tea? Like, you know if that I, they're I, like haters I, sometimes.
0: But, but- but girl when you go on live on YouTube even if they're haters yeah. though and they're listening I mean that that's good for you they're watching right oh, they're yeah, watching for this sure. video so that's the same thing that's the same thing so when yeah. David was like when David was like hey keep on listening keep on hating I'm just like you know what it it, it, it even if they are haters girl it actually brings the numbers up so like keep hating <laughs> like it brings those numbers <laughs> up so hey. it's not it's not like you know it's not like Twitter it's not like Instagram where like first of all Twitter doesn't monetize but and then like it's not like Instagram where I don't even know what the fuck the formula for Instagram is. But, you know, with your podcast and, and YouTube and everything, every single time you watch a YouTube channel, whether you hate it or whatever, leave nasty comments or whatever, that's beneficial to the channel. It's kind of like the same thing with the podcast. If you're listening, whether you hate it or not, it drives up the numbers. So it's kind of like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm not going to. Not going to bash the haters because like they're they're driving the numbers up. But um, so I do want to mention that a little. OK, now, when I say I, I call SOG ghetto, OK, to me, ghetto has so many different terminology. To me, I, I do think she's ghetto. To me, when I say somebody's ghetto, to me, it's low class, it has nothing to do with poverty or anything like that. Like I'm from New York City. I had my um, my best friend, Hector. He's from Corona. Okay, and are you are you New Yorkers out there from New York City? You guys know where Corona is. So, okay. like, you know, me, ghetto has nothing to do with, like, like a social, social, eh, socio-economical status. You know, that's not, like, how I use it. My terminology for ghetto is just somebody who's low class. It has nothing to do. You could be, like, freaking, what's her face? Like, Kim Kardashian when she first came about like when she before I mean before she's at the status that she is at now when she first came about she was basically famous for having a sex video and all this other stuff and you know she's trying to make the scenes and uh, be the it girl of Hollywood or LA or whatever the fuck I thought she was ghetto I mean you know (laughs) she she comes for money I thought she was ghetto so to me when I say ghetto I don't equate that with Whatever your socioeconomical status is, I could equate that with you being low class. So I just want to put it out there because, you know, I, I had um a listener who was like, you know, trying to go at it with me about like, oh, you know, me calling her ghetto and whatever. I'm like, listen, whether she's, yeah, I'm, I, I still think she's ghetto. Like I'm, like I. Even in this episode, I thought she was ghetto. The way she was co- coming out, and and she was screaming. I do want to say when Jesso said to her, and she she said it in that calm voice, "Don't raise your voice at me. Do not fucking yell at me." I love it. She was such a queen when she said that, because the person that came off on Hinge was soft. And Mm -hmm. she was raising her voice, screaming like, you're a fucking liar! You lie about everything! And just so she's like, do not raise your fucking voice at me. And you know what? You don't need to be the loudest person in the room to get your point across. But I feel like Sa, because she's not very big, she's probably like the most fatigued one in the group. I feel Mm -hmm. like because she is so small, that she does feel like she needs to be the loudest person in the room. And it kind of reminds me of like... You know what? It's like, I, I, I swear to God, like when, whenever you see like these little dogs, like little chihuahuas, they're like so fucking loud. They're loud and annoying, and it's like that is what I feel like. Like you know, like when when you're like that, you just you have to be like, ah! like she like I, I don't know, girl. It was ghetto. Say it again. It was ghetto. It was freaking ghetto. I said it again. It was ghetto. So. Yeah, I just, I don't know. And and then I felt like, what what was she trying to say? Like, I, I think she was trying to hold Jessel to her word, literally, about the whole Pavit and the Vietnam thing. She's like, well, you said that, um, you know, he had tickets coming up. And then, you know, he said, and, and Pavit was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, I did have tickets. It was February 9th, but the tickets hadn't opened up yet. Like, what? I don't understand was she like trying to hold Pavik to like his every single word because sometimes when people ask me stuff, I'm just like, yeah, it's next week. And if the same person asked me the same, oh, not, not the same person, but if a different person asked me the same question, I'll be, I'll be like, it's a few days. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'll be like, you know, oh, I have something to do next week or I have something to do in a few days or I have something to do in two days. But she seems to be the type of person who'll be like, oh, no, 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 no. Well, when I talked to you, you said you had something to do in two days. But when you spoke to Jessica, you said you had something to do in a week. That's a yeah. lie. I caught you in a lie. So I yeah. kind of feel like she's that type of person. Like, you know, like she tries to. Equate you as being a liar if you say even the slightest thing different than what you're you were like. Lady. If you don't, if you don't literally say word for word what you said to her two seconds ago, then all of a sudden you're a liar, and that's how <laughs> I felt. Because what she was trying to like, she was trying to make this Vietnam thing a thing, and it wasn't a thing to me anyway. And yeah. I felt like like I don't know what the fuck's going on with that girl.
1: I think she seems really angry. I think that's what's, like, coming off. You know, like, we talk about, like, how, like, hurt people hurt people. And, like, Mm -hmm. to me, I feel like she seems very, very angry. Like, she is angry on the inside. And she used to be a bartender. So, Mm -hmm. like, you, you know what? When you are bartending, like, you're dealing with servers. And I'm not, like, I don't know. You you approach them differently you know what i'm saying like how i used to work at texas roadhouse shout out i love them they were an (laughs) amazing company to work for and we got to line dance and wear cute jeans and t-shirts and um like how i act with the servers there and like chop it up with them is going to be different than how i act somewhere else but she's like on national television so i think that Mm -hmm. she would be a little bit more self-aware but it seems like she's not very self-aware of like like she said she'll have two drinks and she's drunk did you hear her oh, say that yeah i, yeah, I noticed and that. i was a little confused <laughs> cause she was a bartender number one which not saying anything i used to bartend and i didn't drink but it's like a little weird to me that you only cannot like you can only have one or two drinks and you're drunk
0: did you think that was weird no, like, depending on the, what the drink is. If it's just, like, pure alcohol that she's freaking taking, oh, like...
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But she said, like, drinks. Like, she was a lightweight. Like, she would have, like, a, you know, two drinks throughout the night, and she would be drunk, <laughs> is what she said. Like, she could only have, like, one drink the entire night. Yeah. Was, like, I'll tell that you... I think she was on prescription medications, is what I meant. Because sometimes, if you're, like, on you know meds and Mm -hmm. you can't drink alcohol and if you do it'll make you like really loopier easier obviously i just i
0: i i've just noticed that like these last few episodes she's coming off like really just a certain way and i'm thinking well was it because she just had this amazing edit the first few (laughs) episodes and and because even in the first few episodes, she was like kind of like a little unhinged with the hungry. shit. I'm hungry, Aaron's food We're sucks. I'm leaving this party, He's so yeah. She's so, not I'm not wondering, <laughs> I'm, but, but but I'm wondering about it. Like, I'm wondering if, like, even with the edits, and 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 like, I I don't, it's just it's crazy, it's just so crazy because she's coming off like really, I don't know, like, I. I'm sorry, but ghetto is the only word that I could think of. It's like so low class to me. And here's the thing. Um, the husband, David, I felt like maybe he was trying to uh, go the right route. Um oh, you know, my so pal- Yeah, like what did you think about that scene I with Uber? Sam,
1: I, I don't like he him. He he has, he me. He, me, tell me <laughs> he gives me an like, oh, creepy ick feeling a little bit. Like you talk too much you want people to like you too much or something or think you're like I don't know I don't know what I think of him yet but something is giving me is putting a flag up I have a flag over him
0: I flag. think you don't like him I think yeah. you don't like him because he won't admit that he has a child another child being like besides from the children he has well, well I didn't even know all
1: about that <laughs> tell me if he didn't won't that he didn't have a child I knew he was married but tell us about the child what
0: well, I don't... Okay, let, let, let me retract that. Because I don't know if he, he doesn't actually not mention his other child. Because here's the thing. We don't know what gets cut in the editing room. So, like, maybe he does talk about his children with his uh, previous wife, his previous oh marriage. God. And so I can't I can't put that on him. Because, you know, producers, production companies, they're fucking sloppy and messy. So mm-hmm. maybe he does mention them. And, and you know, they just cut them cut cut out any mentions of them i don't know
1: i we didn't hear her mention them that was you know evident but like you said he could have mentioned them we don't know he could have mentioned them i think
0: it's no i think it's one child i think it's a son i could be wrong but i think it's a son and it's a it's an adult son i'm gonna say like at, at least 18 yeah oh. I you know what girl I keep on saying I'm gonna look into it and then like I swear to god as soon as like we finished yeah. recording I always forget to look into it I'm just like it's not that important to my life so oh. it, it, it's the, and then like when we recap it I'm just like oh shit I forgot to look into it so <laughs> whatever <laughs> but-
1: so um, <laughs> yeah I heard well I know that that was like getting out there basically <laughs> like it had been leaked to the press somewhere it was in circulation that there's like an ex-wife and and child or, you know, something along those lines and people like doing the math on when she got married, you know, basically breaking it down. She got us. married
0: in 20... Well, she got married in 2017, but she said that her and David have been together since... uh 2000. So now, I don't know if she said that they've been married since 2009 or yes. if they've just been together since 2009 because the, the record was pulled in New York State for her marriage license and... It's
1: 2017. Right. Right. Yeah. So I don't know crazy but yeah to me I I mean I felt anger but I see what you're saying it didn't seem like the classy thing to do at all like I said you're on national television which I think that's when you should be the most self-aware um but yeah. maybe she's getting a little bit more comfortable with production being around maybe she's getting more comfortable with the cameras just like we talked about like we should I always say like you never can a housewife after her first season because you really don't know what you have yet because you yeah. know there's so many different circumstances and I just I think that this could be just um, what she really is like, and we're just getting a, like a more of a glimpse of it. She's getting more comfortable around the ladies. She's getting more comfortable around production. She's probably chopping it up with producers. Hee hee ha, ha <laughs> thinking, Like everything's gonna be, you know, good. And then they air it. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, let me let me oh, let me say this. I know Brynn definitely was drunk because she just you know and and girl you know you know some people when they get drunk loose lips, right floppy
1: <laughs> I don't know if that was for production or what I mean I understand that it's kind of like um not really I mean it's like demographic whatever but it's still just mm-hmm. so messy like did she you was think sloppy.
0: So? She, she was, I mean, Br- you 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 know, Brynn, She's one of my favorite, and I used, I, I I still like her, and I I would usually try to like find an excuse for her and stuff like that. But no, girl, she was just sloppy drunk. Like, uh uh-uh, uh <laughs> no excuse, sloppy drunk. Like, I I saw it the the minute, like, yeah, sloppy drunk. I I, um, I mean, tell <laughs> them what we're talking about though, because tell them if
1: they didn't see the episode. About what
0: okay happened. so um okay so uh fr- okay so first first thing jenna she comes in she's with her date sarah and um i i, I thought it was kind of um uncomfortable and weird uh you know brin she was flirting with jenna there's not anything there she's just being flirtatious but at the same time i thought that was really rude to Sarah, okay. where she was saying like, "Oh, for my birthday, I want a kiss," and and, and Jenna was like, "Just, just like, well, like, well, what, what kind of kiss?" and and yeah. she's like, "Right on my lips," and and <laughs> and you know, I I I gave her a lot of slack and I made a lot of excuses for Aaron's anniversary party. I said she was just being flirtatious with Abe. It wasn't that serious and all this other stuff. But now, seeing how how she was like at at this event also at her birthday party i i felt like you know n- no girl like you 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 can't keep being like that at at some point you're going to come off like very just like a, a a messy drunk like a like a dirty messy drunk and i felt like you know it, in and this event you know she was being a messy dirty drunk i i mean i gave her slack with eight because that was really the first time that i saw her being drunk so i was just like oh you know fun brin just being flirtatious but now it's like you already had someone tell you in front of the group in front of everybody that that wasn't appropriate that wasn't cool you said you were being flirtatious everybody gave everybody in the group gave you a pass a couple of the ladies even defended her But now I kind of felt like So so you already know You already know how like the group And and the ladies feel about it But it's like You had the party I don't know if she was like too drunk And you know sometimes when you're drunk Your inhibition just like goes out the fucking window So (laughs) I don't know if if that was like What happened but I I felt like that was like Really kind of like uh, Rude to Sarah Because I'm sure like that probably took a lot yeah, for but Jenna. Yeah, what about
1: Jenna? Jenna brought Sarah there. Jenna should have been like, really in inappropriate with me." I'm not gonna put my hands on your hips and align with you perfectly and ask you how you want me to kiss you.
0: Girl, well, see, bye. and that was the thing. Well, see, and that is the thing because Jenna, she she said that she doesn't <laughs> want to like um she she's very private about her life. She doesn't like to share about her romantic partners and all this other stuff. So she bought her friend Sarah. She called it a friend. I'm gonna say it's somebody she's probably seeing was seeing. Right. So um, but so she bought her friend Sarah. So I I felt like her bringing Sarah was like a big deal. Because she usually comes solo to these events, but she bought Sarah. So I felt like maybe Sarah meant something to her or, or was somebody important to her. So it was a little weird, but I also feel like Jenna is the type of person where she knows that the camera is rolling. She knows Jenna is um, not Jenna. She knows Bryn is like, you know, being flirtatious with her. I feel like maybe she felt kind of like um a little stuck at the moment where she's like, well, 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 what am I gonna do? Like kind of put on the spot at the moment, you know? So maybe I- she felt like she had it to act towards the camera. You feel differently?
1: Uh, I mean I felt like she enjoyed it and I felt like it it was disrespectful well depending on what her like relationship with the other girl okay here's the thing I'm learning so um, there's this gentleman he has a PhD he does the Ivory podcast and I go on with him every once in a while his name is Andrew and he is you know LGBTQ and he's like you know we're just more free like we are more free with threesomes like we're more we're just more like sexually free by nature I, yeah I, I definitely
0: yeah I definitely believe that I mean yeah so <laughs> I
1: get a little bit of that from her like it's like a little bit of her just being like sexually free and maybe Sarah doesn't care and like us that are you know used to our typical like man woman relationship we're like don't you dare kiss another like if I went somewhere with a, with my, you know, guy I was, like, seen or whatever, and he kissed another girl in front of me at a party on TV, oh, my God, I would die. I would die. No. I would die. <laughs> so, I mean, I feel like Jenna could she was in the control of that situation. She could have, like, mm-hmm. flirtatiously responded to Brennan in a different way, but she aligned herself, her hips, like, their body movement – The way, like I saw Jenna's hands like on her hips, like aligning her with, like, okay, you, like, you ready? What kind of okay, you You a little tongue, a lot of tongue? You tell me.
0: Okay, (laughs) well let me let me ask you. Okay, well let me ask you this, because because I I I could already feel you're giving Bryn a lot of slack. So (laughs) let me ask you this: What did you think about her wanting a group photo with just the men? Just the husband, and then like you know her doing like that whole oh like hand job photos or like whatever the hell like she you <laughs> like know the all bride that other stuff. with like
1: the groomsmen is what the feeling like I was getting, but like that's yeah. just not how it was coming. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know when they put the bride with like all the groomsmen or the the um groom with like all the bridesmaids, but like yeah, it didn't land that well. And I think that we're starting to see Brin's um you know, she talked about her childhood and as adults, we're not always, you know, we're not always healed, like, right away. And maybe she has some issues with, like, being validated and, you know, getting validation and attention, you know, from men, not necessarily wanting anything more, but because she lives alone, you know? Or, I don't know. I feel like when I was, like, all the way by myself and I, when I would go out, I did gravitate more towards men. I don't know why, and yeah. that's not necessarily, you know, you got to be self-aware of that. But she is very, I mean, look at her tagline. Make me mad and I'll date your dad. She's, she knows what she's doing.
0: <laughs> well, I'll, okay. Well, let me ask you. Okay. So in our last episode, in our last episode, I said, you know, the fight between her and Sa is that she... Uh, out at Uba's dating, and I sort of got I got like a few messages that were like, "You don't know what you're talking about, Lisa." Uh, so for all those haters who left me those messages who said, "I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about," aha, uh-huh, I do know what I'm talking about because <laughs> what the fuck was the fight about? What the fuck uh-huh. was the fight about? It was about saw outing out Uba's messages. So let me say. I, I got this one message and girl, I don't even know why I, I reply. Usually I ignore it, but once in a while they get me, the trolls will get me. I'm, I'm usually pretty good at like, just like, you know, spamming the message or like sending it to like the fucking block. somewhere. But you know, once in a while they'll get me, they'll get me, they'll get a reply out of me. And so this one freaking troll, um, she, she was like, "Oh, you are always wrong. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about." This has something. She, girl, she was um. Well, actually, I don't even know if it's a she. It could be a he. You can never tell with usernames, right? But anyway, um, so so this username was like, um, oh no, I I have an in with production. Um, the fight is about uh, it the she she was saying like the fight was about that. Rin had outed uh, Sauce's relationship with David, and all this. She's like, I know somebody in production. That's not what the fight about- is about, uh, girl. I guess you don't know anybody in production because I was right. <laughs> I was right. <laughs> in our last episode, in our last episode, we ended off our Rony recap with saying, and I, I, I even said it. I was like, you know, I'm not really looking forward to the season finale because everybody's making a big deal out of it. But you know. I already know what the fight is about i said upa has a man and you know you know like bryn outed it on camera and she only had Tosa. and you know so that episode girl i swear to god as soon as i like freaking posted that episode this freaking troll like within an hour was like emailing me freaking dming me telling me like Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I have an insider in production. And, you know, my source told me that... You know, sometimes I think that they, they tell me these things cause they think I'm stupid and that like they think that I'm just going to go on air and be like, oh, by the way, I have inside gossip and blah 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 like no. Like I like <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not gonna believe whatever dumpster gossip that somebody sends me just because they send it to me. But sometimes I think like sometimes people purposely send me bullshit information because they think I'm gonna put it out there. But so anyway yes but so yes so but anyway anyway so no you whatever production insider crap that you claim you know was not legit because i was right that was what the fight was about you know they Mm uba uba wanted to like safeguard her relationship and look we understand that because that's what Teresa wanted to do. Right. Teresa wanted to... She wanted to safeguard her relationship with Louie. But it came out and all this other stuff came out. And that was what Uba was trying to do. Uba was trying to protect her man, her love bubble. She <laughs> was trying to keep her relationship in the love bubble and then out outed it. Here's the thing. Once you out a relationship on, to the show... <clears throat> And then it becomes messy so for people saying well like well if if, if he didn't want like if if he did not want to be a part of it why is he he's not a part of it that's why you don't see him <laughs> that's why you don't see him you don't see him because he's not a part of it because Uba is trying to safeguard Uba is trying to safeguard her love bu- bubble but these producers are fucking messy they will <laughs> be like come on have a party Aaron." <laughs> have a party and invite <laughs> Upa and her man to your party tell them it's, tell them it's a tell them it's a you know relationship only couples only party and you know but Upa she she's No, she wants to, she wants to safeguard her love bubble. And so I understand, um, you know, cause some, some people were like, like, what's the big deal? Why is she embarrassed of her man? Is she ashamed? Like, no, she's not embarrassed. She, she loves, well, I'm I'm not going to say love, but this guy is important enough to her that she wants to protect her love bubble. It was exactly what Teresa was trying to do. And here's the, but see, here's the thing, like, like, like like New Jersey is just so messy though, that they'll go there. But, um, The other girls, I felt like producers was trying to get Brynn to bring it out. And that's why, I think that's why Brynn might have been a little bit drunk. Sometimes you need alcohol for that courage, right? You you hear (laughs) me? You need alcohol to build up that courage. So I think I felt like producers was going to her and saying, Brynn, come on, got to bring this out, got to bring this out. I feel like producers probably went to Saw and was like, You got to talk about it. And Sa was like, no. I said too much to Aaron already at the costume party. I probably shouldn't have even told her as much as I did. Not doing it. I'm not doing it. And, you know, with this whole freaking whatever going on with Bethany and her reality reckoning, whatever the crap. I felt like they tried to push with Sa. They weren't able to. So they backed off. They got what they were able to from her. Um, recording with Aaron at the costume party, but I felt like, and we talked about this. I said, you know, Bryn's probably the one that they're able to kind of cajole the the easiest because she's the one that I feel like she she probably needs. I'm, I'm not going to say she needs, but um, she she's probably the one that is the most easiest to cajole from the producers because I, I feel like she probably doesn't have as much as the other ladies. And you've always said that the best housewives are the ones that are kind of that, they- that need the money. Yeah. 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 That yeah. need, the need the money. So I, I feel like Brynn kind of got herself a little drunk because she probably needed the courage to out that. She knew that it was going to be a big deal. She saw how Uba acted at Anguilla. Uba's a big girl, honey. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever, need... bullshit, whatever bullshit they were pulling with Aaron and Jesso, they will not be able to pull that with Uba. So I felt like Brynn got herself a little bit drunk so that she could out that, make drama. Production was... Co- Probably like, come on, Brynn, you need to bring it out. And Uba's very private about her life. This was something that she wanted to safeguard. They probably tried to get it out from Sa. She did whatever messy scene she did with Aaron at the costume party. And then she was like, nope, not going any further. They couldn't get anything out else more out of Sa. So they went to Brynn and she bought it out. What do you think?
1: I think that they could have went to one. One, I feel like I give props to Bryn for throwing and hosting a party because there are some housewives like Gina from the Real Housewives of Orange County who's been on seven season and hosted one event. So I give Bryn (laughs) credit for hosting an event. Number one. Um, Number two, I think that like the location isn't that serious, but it is serious as in like you had somebody you had a trust circle and you broke it you know what I mean like that's really shitty and I definitely think that producers probably did put pressure on her and because it was her party they were probably like you have to make some drama here if you want your party to make it on the show and Mm -hmm. if you you know this needs to um, be interesting, and you know it's your responsibility to you know figure it out. and they each have their own producers. So maybe, or they could've planned it all, and Uma could be on, in on it because no, I don't she think so. Mm-mm. Ever tell any of those women they're not her real friends about the details of someone she's trying to keep secret.
0: That is a little, that is a little weird, but I think, um, I think maybe Uba only shared because that scene where she shared, Sa was kind of like off the handles, like her, she was like, I don't care. That's like her signature come back for everything. I don't care. Well, girl, I mean, for somebody who doesn't care, you really care a lot to have like a lot of scenes about how much sex Jessel's having or where Pavik's going and all this other stuff. So I think that scene was just so uncomfortable that, you know how sometimes when, um, when like, and, and girl, like when I was watching that scene, I kind of like resonated a little bit uh, with it. Cause I, I've been in like scenarios where like, you know, one of my friends or, Are coming off kind of unhinged. And it's like, you know, in your head, you're thinking, damn, boy, or damn, girl, like, oh, what the fuck? And then, and then you try to, like, kind of like not act like it didn't just happen, but you're kind of like, Oh okay. Eddie. Like like just just forget about it. By the way, let me show you a picture of Lucy. You you know right. what I mean? Like yeah. so I kind of felt like like if if that was me and you and you were going off the rails and, and, and we're just sitting down and, and then we're just like, you know, drinking on our drinks and I'll just be like Hey girl, let let, let me show you a picture of Lucy from I don't know from her Halloween party or something. Like, you know, just to kind of like so I felt like that was what happened. I don't think like Uba was like, Oh my god, this girl's my best friend, let me show her whatever. I I, I think it was just like that scene was so weird and uncomfortable. She was again coming off really super ghetto. And Uba was just probably felt bad for her. I do think Uba's like a really compassionate and understanding woman. So I think she kind of felt bad for Saw. She probably realizes how bad it looked for Saw. And she's probably like thinking in her head, oh no, homegirl doesn't even realize the camera is filming or rolling or whatever. And 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 she probably was just like, you know, let, let let me try to have like some sort of normal interaction with her. And I think she just pulled her phone out and was like, oh, let me show you this guy. I was thinking. right? So, so I think it was just like, at that yeah. moment, kind of thing, I don't know,
1: yeah, probably. And she, pro- and here's the thing when you have like a new guy that you really like, you want to talk about him, you want to talk about him so bad. You want to show everyone your biggest picture and tell them everything sweet that he did for you and how amazing he is. This is and, true,
0: yeah, that's true. Um, so
1: I mean, she was probably just itching, but she mm-hmm. should have been smart enough to know that one, you just brought it on the show. You just mm-hmm. absolutely brought her on the show, you, you know what I mean? You could have yeah. gra- find a picture of Grammy, find a picture of your Chanel, find a picture of something, you know, <laughs> but or don't tell them anything about, you know, the personals. And I feel like that was a really shitty thing of Psy to do, to be honest with you. Because yeah. he does and and even if you were to use the word ghetto, okay, like ghetto, but you think of like loyal people. When I you know, I I feel like there's more loyal people in the ghetto than there is on Wall Street. That's just my opinion. So oh, that's true. When you look at Sai, <laughs> um, I sense a, a. I automatically am like sensing that she understands what's understood doesn't need to be said, and I feel like Uma probably picks up on that as well from her. So like, you would be more. I would if I was like looking at the cast and I had to trust someone, I probably would think that I could trust Sai. Like I'd be like, oh, she might tell her husband because she, she tells him everything. Yeah. But I wouldn't expect. To like sit down with Aaron
0: and Brynn and tell
1: them, yeah. You yeah
0: and you know, and, and here's the interesting thing that um, saw said, and I, I will give credit to saw for this. I did like in her confessional, saw was like, Look, me saying to Aaron, you know, about Uba's man, you know, that was accidental. I it was a slip of the tongue. I said more than I should have, and I regret that, but you know when I told Brynn yeah it was just me spilling the bean and and that was shitty so I, I do give her credit for owning that and accepting that because she she said it directly she was just like you know when I told Brynn it was just me spilling the beans and I shouldn't have done that so I, I did appreciate that because you know she, she said it she was just like that was me spilling the beans she wasn't like trying to make an excuse or saying oh no well it was because of whatever 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 and so I do appreciate that honesty about her, but then she she got really upset. Um, she flipped out at Brin. She told her, fuck you. Happy birthday. She left. When she went outside with Uba, Uba left. When she saw Uba outside, she's like, you know, I'm really sorry. That was really fucked up. Here's the thing. These girls, even though it's their first season, they are very much aware that anything that you don't want to be known to the public about don't bring it to um don't don't mention it on camera. Don't yeah, talk no, about it on camera. The
1: opposite that man. <laughs> I no opposite.
0: well here's no one won't well, no 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 but here's the thing though. Here is the thing though. I feel like Uba probably didn't feel like she was doing um I felt like Uba probably didn't think that she was she she was outing herself because Uba in that scene, she showed the picture very quickly, very, very quickly to Saw and and so quickly that the camera couldn't even capture it. Because, you know, those fucking producers are shady motherfuckers. They will try to screen grab every single thing on your phone. But Uba, she did it so quick that like even Saw was like, wait a minute. What did what did I see? What did I see? Can you show it to me right, again?
1: Right, right, and right.
0: But so I feel like Uba, she probably felt that she, she, she did it in a right way. Like in her mind, she probably felt that she no, did it in a right she, a way.
1: No, she could have took her to the bathroom. She could the, bathroom. To the bathroom? The oh. bathroom. They have <laughs> Bravo, bravo, bravo. <laughs> bravo. Remember, bravo, bravo, bravo.
0: Mucking
1: <laughs> bravo <laughs> because on beverly hills they when denise richards first came on her first season someone told her like if you don't want something to be picked up by the camera you say bravo 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 and um so well how the fuck would she they, know that <laughs> <laughs> well because she was on the show with like um that's what kyle and lisa vanderpump they ha- like had codes for each other like they would put lipstick on or they would sing a song that production couldn't buy the rights to, like, Happy Birthday.
0: Okay, but these girls, they're all four seasons and probably nobody else except for Jenna Lyons, like, freaking really knows what the fuck is going on. So I I feel like, you know, this is, like, first... First year learning for all of them. So I feel like for Uba, she didn't know about Bravo, Bravo, Bravo or anything. Else. Like oh, I, I agree she, with you. But she has a
1: cousin <laughs> that's in the biz. That's why I think that she would know the ins and outs to take her to the bathroom or something. You know what I mean? Because isn't Chanel Aiden her um, cousin, cousin from yeah. of
0: Dubai? Well, but then you know what? But then Chanel probably said to her, girl, anything that you don't want coming on the show, you know, don't mention the name, don't show whatever. And she probably, because girl, like how she shows Sa that picture, it was like so quick. Sa was even like, wait a minute, what, what was I looking at? Can, can I see it again? Like, like in that scene she saw literally said to her can I see it again because I I didn't even see it like what was it <laughs> like, right, so I, I feel like
1: that adds to it because then it's like the mystery of it like ooh what's what did you just show her oh what was it oh that
0: was I don't know girl I'm I'm going with Uba Uba felt that she I'm going with that Uba felt that she protected her her secret her little love bubble um <laughs> And I, but she was mad, girl. She left and Sa was like, I'm so sorry. You know, that was fucked up. Bryn was drunk, girl. <laughs> Bryn was
1: drunk. Brynn was like, I just need these men to take a picture with me. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
0: <laughs> and now here's the thing. Here is the thing. Bryn goes and says... You you talked about it on on TV. You talked about it on camera, and so I was like, "No, I didn't. No, I fucking didn't." Now here's why I think producers were the ones who told Brynn that she needs to go and um, you know, bring up whatever. Because I'm thinking a producer, her producer, went up to her and say, "We'll bring it up." And Brynn was probably like, "Well, are you sure?" Because you know m- maybe Uba doesn't want it out there, and I'm. I have a feeling that a producer said, no, 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 Uh, we recorded Saw and Aaron and and they talked about it, so it's okay, it's already on camera. I have a feeling that's what a producer told her, her producer, her producer told her.
1: Probably, and she was probably drunk, so even if she didn't tell her, she could say she told her the next day. She'd be like, I told you, Brynn, like, (laughs) or she could deny, you know what I mean? She could have been like, oh, Yeah. yeah, I told you that it wasn't on camera, but you said you wanted to say
0: it. So I just, you know, let you do it. Yeah, she was strong. These producers are messy. They are messy. They And let me tell you, each one is assigned their own individual field producers. And these field producers, they gather up for some kiki at the end of the whatever. And they've been like, oh, you know, what does your person have? What does your person have? And then like, they'll go the next day, You know, these producers are not your friend, okay? They might be assigned to you, but they are not your friend. And then they will get, like, literally, these motherfuckers will gather together for some kiki and then go the next day of filming, and they'll be like, oh, by the way, you know, I just found out... uh, Brynn was uh, saying this about you. or uh, you, Yeah, I just found out, Jaisal. So bring this up because I heard Jessel was saying this about... Like, that's what these motherfuckers do. Yeah. <laughs> that's what they do. Yeah. So. They, um,
1: <laughs> I saw, like... Well, I met, like, a couple of them from New Jersey because they were filming at Teresa's thing. Her um, mm-hmm. podcast event. But I didn't see... I I couldn't pinpoint her her field producer because like when they did the the charity softball game there was Mm -hmm. a producer I think she was like in leopard and like legging like short like biker legging shorts yeah and everyone was like pointing out how she was like going back and forth to everyone do you remember that
0: yeah, so people were saying that she's the head producer. Let me tell you, the head producer is the executive producer. You are never going to find an executive producer at any of these events. When they say the head producer, they're talking about like the head field producer. These field yeah. producers are like out there and it's like their title Feels. is literally what it sounds like. They're on the field. So, <laughs> yeah, like you're never going to see a fucking Andy Cohen or somebody <laughs> like what, what in these events. So, when people were saying that, oh, you know, that was like the head producer and whatever. These people are not having lunches or dinners or whatever with executive producers. They're having lunches. Them are in
1: New Jersey. Those are not, those aren't just like, those aren't play dates like that they're filming. They're just dinner private dates in New Jersey. They're like, they have pictures and they've, they've identified them. And Dave Quinn, who wrote the book. Roses and Roses. Dave and,
0: yeah, but Dave Quinn is not a freaking... Yeah, like, he, he used to
1: be a producer for a very long time. Yeah. Well, Bravo had to give him permission to write the book. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, they probably got ahead <laughs> of it. And that's why Andy Cohen didn't write his But He wrote his more of like a Memoir of a Father, you know.
0: Well, David, David Quinn. Wait, 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 wait. David Quinn. You're talking about that roses to Rose say whatever bullshit book. Yes. He he's an editor for um People magazine, though. He used to work at Bravo, girl. Oh, really? I gotta look this up. Okay. Yeah,
1: though you got to because there's a lot of tea in that book. That book. That, I mean, it'll show you, like, the relationship you need between these, like, producers and people. That's a real, like, that's a very real thing. It's a very real thing in New Jersey. There's been photos posted, and, like, again, they're not field producers. They're, like, you know, people that you we wouldn't mm-hmm. recognize. Like, you would have to look mm-hmm. up who they were and what their title was. And it's, like, you know, it's always the yeah. m over there in New Jersey
0: that, uh... Well, speaking, speaking of which, okay, so we wrapped up on Roni uh, next sunday is the reunion and then of course as always we end up in the freaking garden stakes Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to leave a review. You can listen to NYC Gal Out on Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, we're going to get into it.